This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. episode of loud about nothing it's me your boy the hottest dude in the podcast game sebastian Canelli. and as always per usual we got the cute boy here himself robbie boy robbie say hello to beautiful people hello beautiful people hello beautiful people um webisode pushing the, pushing the youtube that's it <laughs> I like it. <laughs> pushing the YouTube. That's a subtle push of the YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah, webisode. I, I see I started comedy when it was uh all about the webisodes and all the web about, series. All the all the web series was the rage. How do you feel about it? Did it a ton. You did? Of course I did a ton of I was you in trying a ton to web back? Series. Am I trying to bring them back? Yeah. I mean we are. We have this a, web, is a series. web series. Yeah, this is this is a web series. Yeah, you're right. What are we talking here? In a way. Yeah. It's all plotted out. We, we we have a board. We write down every, every our our story arcs and where we're gonna be by the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. I no, we don't. But <laughs> I wish <laughs> I wish we could just choose an ending destination and automatically get there. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. We're we're not worried about the journey. You don't need to worry about the. This journey. is the journey. The this journey. Is- we're still in the journey. For real, <laughs> the journey. I'm in the journey. Yeah. Can't see the can't see the forest for the trees. <laughs> I'm living in the fog, people. Um, I remember when webisodes, like teachers would start to utilize that kind of stuff to help you learn, and you would think it would be more exciting because it's like oh video, and then they would show you the webisode and it would be more boring version of what you're trying to learn than what I would rather just the teacher explain it in their way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would just be like George. It would just be like some monotone voice showing cartoon images of what you're trying to learn. I know. And I'm like, just go back to you. At least you had jokes, teacher. Yeah. Like oh, also, this was so boring. I hated those little mini videos. And you have to watch these web modules, and you're like, I hate this. Everyone has to remember, like, live is always going to be more enjoyable yeah. than video. Hundred percent. So even a bad a teacher doing a, a medium job live is better than a medium video. I know. And they thought it was like, oh, the kids are going to like this. You know what? I don't think they're thinking the kids are going to like this. Oh, you don't think so? I think they're thinking this is a great way for me to kind of chill for a little bit. And this video will give me a little break. You know how good it must feel for a teacher? Video day. We think it's a treat for the students. Yeah, that's true. It's honestly, it it is literally a crumb of a treat for the students compared to the whole entire cookie it is for a teacher. Video day for a teacher, and you just You're every right. period one, it, it's amazing. One, you get to see the kids walk in and discover a television in front of the, the classroom. So you get to see their pure joy lift over them that you're not going to be talking to them. Two, they just focus on the video, and you get to do whatever you want at your desk. Whether that's eating egg salad, whether that is grading tests, whether that is loudly Flipping through a magazine. (laughs) Magazines are loud. The loudest paper that you could be flipping through is a magazine. I could be holding a magazine. I could be looking through it. You wouldn't hear a peep. I give that to a teacher. It's the loudest thing you've ever heard. (laughs) The loudest thing. The joys of a teacher. And occasionally just going like this. Shh. Steven. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a real. You never even think about that. No, it must be easy to get out of bed on movie day for a teacher. Oh, you must feel so good. And I'm sure that other teachers are like, 
You see Miss Johansson's doing another t- TV day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. This is a third TV day of the month. I don't know. I don't know. They're counting the how many days they do videos. You know there's judgmental. Yeah. There's some judgment stuff going on with how often the teachers I guess you could do like day. eight a year. Right? You can't do one a month. You, you can't. Be you got to do it. Yeah. It's like 10 months. Unless, oh my, I think I had a teacher that we watched The Patriot in their class. And they're like, this is brilliant. I'm going to make them watch a three-hour movie over 45-minute periods. It's incredible. It's truly remarkable. Well, the kids like it too. Everyone likes it. Yeah. If to- you can find movies that do uh, that are along with your lesson plan, use them. It doesn't help with the regents, though. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I didn't have regents. And you, at some points, are just working in a movie theater. Yeah. At some points. And it's like to remember two facts. Like, the whole movie will be like, you got to remember two facts from this movie. If you're lucky, maybe one. Maybe one. And, and then you yeah. have to be like... Just remember, guys, this is that is not actually what happens during gladiator times. Yeah. Like they always have to remind you that this isn't real. It's more reminding that it's not real what's happening than learning stuff. Yeah. Also, do you remember the drama? The drama around a teacher rewinding like a DVD or a video to find out what chapter they were on? And all the students chiming in where we ended. Uh, the drama <laughs> of the of the teacher trying to figure out where they and left off. People just want you to go back. <laughs> and people are screaming like, yeah, yeah. "No, no, we're here! No, no, we're at the point where he first became a gladiator, right? It's no, we're at the point where he's running his hands through the the wheat fields, right? Everyone had an opinion where we were because people want to watch as much as possible. You want to last as long as you can. Yeah, you're never getting. Big homework assignments when you're watching no. Gladiator. And you get to nap. Amazing. I used to nap a lot. Especially if it's a movie that you've already seen. Yeah. Or a subject that you don't really need to pay attention to. I would nap in the classes I was good at. That's incredible. Which is kind of wild. Nah. Nah. It's also some of it's so boring. The first guy, the first kid in my class to take creatine, this guy, of course, he was taking a nap. And he let out a creatine fart. And it was one of the funniest things that ever happened in my class. It smelled horrible. S- loud and horrible. In the middle in the middle of us reading a book. While he's napping. While he was napping. And it woke him up. It woke him up and everyone <laughs> else up. It was incredible. Those are the moments that I I I don't remember teachers' names. You don't? No, nah, not a lot, but I'll remember that. I I'll hold on to that. If you haven't yet, so go check out. Um, I know that we've just been talking talking a bunch of nonsense, but I, I want to say this: if you haven't yet, go check out the Patreon. Uh, we joke a lot on this podcast. On the last Patreon episode, Robbie and I got a little more serious. We talked. I opened up about like trying to find a new therapist and stuff like that, and how that journey's been. Um, if anyone's been there, it's a difficult journey. It's it stinks. It's a hard. It's a hard time. Yeah, we both I think want to be in therapy. Yeah, I was and with a therapist. Actively looking. I was with a therapist, and it sucks. She's too expensive. Um, it sucks to be too poor to make yourself better. Yeah, that's a lot of people. And this is a, like truly, America is like that. Like people are like getting therapy. It's like it's it's hard. Yeah, I'm too poor for therapies in some ways. Definitely. The we talked about it on the the yeah. episode, but. The minimum, I think of a, I, one of my friends is a therapist that I went to college with, and she mm-hmm. was telling me the minimum that she knows that anyone accepts for sliding scale is $150 a session. It's so there's resources and like there's community resources and there's stuff. And like we talked about that, why we want to be in therapy, um, where we're at. Yeah. We just uh, talked a little deeper, uh, which um, is something that I think is one. It's, it's good for me to share because yes, I think we're lucky in this way, Robbie, having the show that we get to articulate our feelings out loud and kind of speak to them. Um, yeah, it's therapeutic. Yeah, it's also it helps me uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I guess therapeutic is a good word for that. Then um, it just helps me like organize my thoughts before I talk or something like that. Um, it also feels nice to share because people are really uh, nice about it, and I appreciate that. And I think that um, I like having the Patreon because I feel sometimes. Um, I feel I want this to be a funny show, right? Yeah. My goal is to be funny on the show, 
And so I know that people that sign up for the Patreon like care about us and want to hear yeah. more about us. And I think that's something that I was happy I was able to provide this week. And it helped. I, I hope a, a lot of people said they enjoyed it. People liked it on the Patreon. That's why we wanted to talk about it here a little bit, what was going on. But I think it's – I mean, we've been very vulnerable on this yeah. before. But there's also a level of like anybody can just listen. Sure. So That it's, can just like pick up a phone on Spotify, which I would say this to whoever and be pretty open about it. But – I mean, to have those deeper conversations reserved for that, um, I don't know, it makes sense. Yeah, it was nice, and it felt nice to be able to share that in that way. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. That's it's, it. It's hard. We're me and Sebastian are definitely struggling. It's hard. Um, I've been saying I'm measuring my mental health right now based on which cover of How to Save a Life I'm listening to. And what, what's, so, the, what's the rankings? Very bad ballad. Pretty much no music, belting it out. How to save a life? Where did I go wrong? Bad. Well, I have a question. What is it? Where did I go wrong? I lost a friend. Yeah. Where did I go wrong? I lost a friend somewhere along in the bitterness. Can I tell you what I thought it was? What? Where did I go wrong? I lost a fray. I you thought, lost the fray. I thought they were shouting. <laughs> they lost the band. I Where's the band? I thought they were shouting out. Where did I go wrong? I lost the phrase. Hilarious. I just thought they were shouting out their bands for a yeah. second. <laughs> but then I was like thinking, because you've been talking about the like song the a vision? lot. I don't know. I didn't. Like I, didn't. I lost our vision. I lost my bandmates. Like he came out of a he came out of a gig and he's like, where did I go wrong? I lost the fray. Yeah. And and then you've been talking about this song a lot to me. And I'm just like, oh, I, I can't be right with them, my lyrics. No, you're wrong. <laughs> I lost a friend. Somewhere along in the bitter. I I will say this. It's been one of my favorite songs since it came out in middle school. Do you ever have that where you re-listen to a song you really liked in middle school and you're like, there's no way I related to this then. Yes. But now you really relate to it. Slob on my knob. Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's slob on my knob? Slob. It's the uh, yin-yang twins. Uh, I've never heard the it. The yin-yang twins were incredible. They were wild. The yin-yang twins walks so Cardi B could run. <laughs> they, they were wild. Slop on my knob, like corn on the cob. Where do you see my? Uh, yeah, it, what's um, their other song? Um, the whisper song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Um, so with give me the, All right, so give me the rankings. Very again. bad ballad, bad acoustic, equal, neutral, original version. Slightly we'll better than the Grey's version. The Grey's version for Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Shout what out. does that mean? That's what the the song is for. No, no, that's a different. I listened to that cover. That's a different cover. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Okay, that's I'm not the original one. I'm so sorry. That's I guess acoustic. Uh, I didn't love that. I've listened to maybe 40 covers of How to Save a Life, really trying to work through. But cool. ballad, very bad. Acoustic, bad. Neutral, original version. Slightly better than neutral live version. On the up, the Timmy Trumpet techno remix. There we go. That's where I'm at. That's my. Th that's how you can measure how I'm doing right now. Which version of How to Save a Life I'm listening to, nice. and it goes in ebbs and flows. That's good. Yeah, it's that's nice. Good. Nice when you get that Timmy Trumpet version. Of course. Yeah. Every, I, I'm, bow, 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 bow. Yeah. Whenever I hear someone listening to a horribly sad song with the hard beats, I go, it's nice. They're doing good. <laughs> they're doing. Good. They're on the way up. <laughs> they're they're exactly. It is on the way up. I'm not saying great, but I'm. All, it's all. There's future ahead. What? Just to hear a hard beat with a sad song. It's kind of incredible. Wild. I can play it no, you for can't. a few seconds. I think I can. No, don't. I don't want to risk it. All right. I don't want to risk it. Um, People could Google it. Um, the Timmy Trumpet remix is, is the, the height. Nice. And there's a few ballads that are good. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you're. I'm happy that you now have a scale. I have a good scale. Other people do emotional scales or ratings, but whatever. Honestly, whatever works for you. It Rob, is. It's a five point scale. If whatever works for you, wherever you're at, yes. it is great. Thank you. Of course, but that was the song my ex-girlfriend would play. Really? In the car. She would the, drive the me home. You? She would drive me home and we would listen to that song. <laughs> She's obsessed with the fray. She liked the fray. Loved them. Couldn't stand me. Couldn't stand you. No, she liked me. Um, I yeah. She sometimes we chit chat on, on Instagram sometimes. Over my head. What's that? Another fray song. How's it go? Um, oh, I what? never knew. I, I never knew that everything of was. I liked those two songs a lot yeah. when they came out. I think they yeah, never yeah. really hit that those two for me again. They had "You Found Me" was alright. 
They did a, a remix of Kanye West Heartless. That was all right. She, but she would, we would drive but those home. Those two are. And she would blast the fray. When you were in high school. Yeah, she was really about the fray. Yeah. How to Save a Life, kind of a breakup song. Yeah, we were constantly. constantly you were always us. fighting? No. Nah, I think I was just like, I think I was just partying. Yeah. And I didn't care. I, like, I sh- she I, lost you somewhere along in the bitterness. <laughs> She did. She would have stayed up all night. You didn't she want did that. You no. didn't want her to stay up all night. I just with wanted you. to party. Yeah. I just wanted to party. Yeah, you were a kid. I was a kid. Yeah. yeah I never did anything. No, it's a heavy song no. for we're, anyone. I said we talked on DMs because we're fr- we're friendly. Yeah, you know yeah, what you're I mean? friendly. Like, we're not ever hanging out. So. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, we're, we're, shout out. Shout out. I'm not gonna say names. No. Um, but um, that's how we're doing. Yeah, that's how we're doing. So if you want to go, uh. Listen to the Patreon. You could hear a little more serious, uh, actually, what's going on with us. And that's beautiful. And we appreciate the support. The money helps. Yeah, It's a course. supportive of the show. We're trying to do different things every week. Um, one thing we've been doing is you could ask a question, and we're addressing any questions asked in the Patreon. You can just type it in. You don't have to call. Uh, and we're addressing them every week. We've that's done nice. some vlogs. Yeah. My cousin saw us at Target. They didn't say hello. My two little cousins. I get it. You're embarrassing. I'm embarrassing. Well, I'm embarrassing. They are. Too. I get. Yeah, we're I'm doing. Em- we are. We have live mics on. We got a whole we're camera get up. We're in. Yeah, we're not. I cool. said, are we doing anything? Robbie, we are not. I realized cool. that. Literally, I realized my little cousin saw. She's ten years old. Of course, she's getting our TikToks, which is also strange. Maybe it's because of the algorithm and numbers, and I didn't have her number or anything, but I have her parents. I don't know. Yeah. But to still know. to know that our stuff is getting pumped out to ten year olds is interesting. But you, I, in the grand scheme of things, Robbie, what we're putting out versus what other people are putting out. No, not bad. No, 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 not, no, not bad. Not at all. Not that bad at all. But so. I was like, oh, interesting. Noted that ten year olds could get. I'm never posting thinking that a ten year old is going to receive it. Well, I'm happy that you posted uh, something about dick pics today. Uh, I did post something about it. <laughs> this, this is true. You All right, college, you're right, you're right. And you did right, just bring right. this up to me the you're first right. time. You're right. But um, it was funny. I We can't control that. That's on no, the No, no, I know, I know, Bobby, I know. I'm sorry. No, but I saw my family, and it's interesting to see, like, the personalities develop. Because mm-hmm. my one cousin who saw us in Target is very quiet, reserved, like – I don't know. She's kind of nervous to talk a little bit. And then her younger sister is like very loud, very confident, I will say, socially, very much like a talkative person. She hit me with like hard takes. Well, that's the way uh, kids usually are. There's never like I've never seen a family of quiet people. Yeah. Have you ever just seen a family of all the siblings are quiet? Well, both parents, I would say, are quiet. Yeah, but that's that's no, nuts. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they chose each they other. They chose each other. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a s- group of siblings where they're all quiet and reserved. That's true. There always is like someone that like one sibling that has to be loud for the other one. Yeah. Or the other one is quiet because the other one is taking up all the space. Yeah. One sibling will take up all the space. Which I guess I just yeah I who was don't it realize it takes up that. Uh, I don't know. Me, I guess. If you don't know, it me was and my a, sister took up space. Maybe me. You think? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I probably took up the most space. You took up a space. Yeah, I took up space. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I definitely took up, took up the most. My but sister. There we go. Me, my sister, then my brother. And here's the thing: taking up space doesn't mean you get the most attention. No. My oldest sister got the most attention. Okay. We did a lot of the stuff. My parents were really focused on her. Interesting. I would say we were evenly split on attention. My parents were really focused on like, let's. We did a lot of stuff that my oldest sister liked because okay. also my oldest sister liked what my parents liked. Okay. Which is real a, a real yeah. hack. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> yeah. You get whatever you want if you like what your parents like. Yes, which I was probably a little of that too. I'm you the were? oldest. Yeah, that is an old. You get like conditioned thing. to like what they like. You've been on the same page as them for the longest time. I was the third. Yeah. At that point, they're like, "I'm afraid." Yeah. Let him like what he likes. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah. But I, my brother liked a lot what I I put up my interest on my brother, and course. we still have the same interests. I would say, for the most part. Lakers, Pokemon. 
Pokemon, sports. I'm less on the sports as he is now, but I we were really on the sports back then. Yeah. As a kid, you got to be on the sports. You got to be on something. Even I was on the sports as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even I was. That's good, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. At a certain point, it's like... You're just following reality TV yeah, in a way. Know. But it is... I didn't... Like five, six years old, you really can see strong difference in personality. You could see personality even younger than that, Which man. is just like... Because I always think about you could change your personality, you could become... But there is such an innate aspect to it that I didn't really like realize and seeing my younger cousins... Personality's formed at like, by like three or four years old. Which is, yeah, interesting to me. Yeah. Well, she's I mean, really funny. This is why it's so important that uh, like parents... Yeah. Like it's really a responsibility. And I wonder how it shapes and how the two... How people can end up so different. Tune in next week where we no, are I know, child psychology. Child psychology. But I wanted to tell my you. Mother, my mother would kill this I wish Maybe we have her on. My mother. Maybe we have her on. My mother would. Can she come on? I, people have been asking. She's not going to be fun on. Right, I'll prepare. I'll do the best prep that we've no, ever done. But she's not going to be. You would do a good prep. She's not going to be open. You don't think so? She's, I think she would more. No, she's very closed. Maybe. She's very close. She wants us to be successful. She would. She would. I bet you she would get us ten clips. <laughs> she would come if I. If we had a combo before. My, so my mom doesn't like to fly on planes, and sh they're going to Disney, and she's like, she's begging me to go on this plane with her, which might be the most emotional labor that my mother has ever asked. My mom's gonna be on the plane, and she's gonna be the woman that people look at because this will be my mother. Ready? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no! It's you are, you already don't like you don't love planes. Nah, planes aren't your favorite place in the world. I'm not scared. I'm just uncomfortable. No, no, yeah. It's like I'm a huge dude. You know? Yeah. I'm like a big guy. I just am trying to get through it. Yes. For her, it's about like the mental battle. I mean, it's if you're not flying, the it's last, a wild concept. The last time that my she went on a plane, she went on a plane with my uncle. And they got home, and my uncle said to my father, I will never fly with your wife again. Really? <laughs> it was that bad? I will never fly with your wife again. Interesting. And that was my mother on his annex. Wow. I mean, that's tough. Yeah. That's so, tough. So what are these hot takes that you love? The six, let's, let's get some hot takes from well, six year Well, my six-year-old cousin, I'm talking, I don't know. We were talking about movies and stuff. And I asked her if she liked Shrek. And Good she, convo. Great convo for yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great convo. Yeah. Um, I asked her if she liked Shrek. She goes, I hate Shrek. And I'm like, what? You hate Shrek? She goes, everybody hates Shrek. <laughs> and I'm like, who is this posse of people that you have that we're all off Shrek? And wow. I go, why don't you like Shrek? She goes, he's ugly. <gasps> and I go, Mia. The point of the movie is that it's not about what you look like on the outside. It's about what you look like on the inside. And she goes, nope, don't like him. And I'm like, what do you mean? Did you watch the whole movie? She goes, no, couldn't finish it. I love it. I'm like, I love you it. couldn't finish Shrek? I love it. And I'm like, and then uh, whatever. We talked That's... about it again later. I say the whole spiel. And she goes, ugly on the inside too. And I go, That's because you didn't finish the movie. He starts ugly on the inside, but you realize. Nope. She goes, nope, couldn't get through it. And that's why six people, years old. People treated him bad because they knew he was ugly on the inside. I, guess, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love this. It was such a wild take. Just like there to go everybody. Like, because I was so surprised when I said, I she you said, I hate Shrek. She immediately had to justify and go, everybody hates Shrek. I love We're that. all off Shrek. I, I, I love when you don't know something or you're not, someone doesn't agree with you. You just drop in. If someone like <laughs> is like, I don't think that. Be like, what are you saying? Everyone thinks this. Yeah, I know. Just say everyone, <laughs> everyone has a blanket statement. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, what are you talking about? Every single person I know thinks this. Yeah, exactly. Just with no facts, no backup, yeah. just dropping that everyone thinks this. You're, you're, you're an absolute moron. I know. Everyone thinks it this. was almost as if they, like somebody at her school tried to put on Sh Shrek and five minutes in everyone's just booing like no fuck this guy you know and they had to turn it off. You know what's funny about Shrek? Shrek is a story about a guy who's alone, right? Yeah. Who the society hates him, right? Because of how he looks and he goes on this. He just wants peace. Yes. He just wants peace. And oh, yeah, he can't. 
he just wants he, peace. Everyone else nobody is would buy, like if they no, don't come in the beginning. There's no story. People are, are annoying him. Yes, people. Are That's why. Yeah, yeah. And people attack him, and, and they, people uh, come into his place, and yes. they're trying to take over a swamp. All he yeah. does is want to be alone. Farquhar is trying to buy uh, buy a swamp, right? Yeah. So, um, no, not uh, I forget who. It is. I think it's the fairy tale characters yeah. get like banished, and they take over his swamp. Yes, yeah, which is under his rule. Yeah. Um. So. And he goes on this journey, and he finds a beautiful princess, and it opens him up. And then all of a sudden, he uh, he finds his inner beauty, and she finds her uh, acceptance of who she is truly. Right? Yes. Um, most people, I feel like that. When I think about that story, you, I go, "That's a fucking fairy tale, too." Okay. Yeah. That's a fucking fairy. You know yeah, why? Because yeah, yeah. most of the time, it's the opposite. <laughs> Most of the time, you find someone, and then they get hotter. You you get sadder. All of a sudden, they leave you alone, and you end up in the swamp with people trying to attack you. Yeah, real life Shrek is the reverse. Okay. You end up hardened. You end and, up divorced well, yeah, in a yeah, swamp. Yeah, 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 Why yeah. is everyone fucking bothering me? Yeah. Until one of them finally just kills you. Yeah. Real life is sw- is Shrek reverse. Shrek reversed. I don't know. Actually, right. You start out. Liking yourself more, you think? Yes. In a happier relationship, and then it gets. Yeah, I mean, maybe most of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm really, I'm really. I'll tell you this right now, man. I'm positioning myself to really have a Shrek tale. You want to have a Shrek tale. right now in my life? You are. I'm really yeah. positioning myself to have a Shrek tale. You are. Yeah. Just find a right woman. now. You're in your. You need the fairy tale people to come move into your apartment to really ignite the story. I need a donkey. You're kind of the beginning of Shrek. A little bit, I guess. I don't right know. Right now. Yeah. You don't really go out much. I don't go out <laughs> much. I, I like to be home. I got the internet comments think, coming at I me. I think people are, you have less and less patience with certain people. Which is good. Not bad. Shrek gets got to a point where he's like, I can't with these people. I know. They've proven me, they've proven themselves to be who they are so many times. Why would I keep giving them a second chance? That's what I'm at. So yeah. With a lot of people. I, go, I, I don't get need that. This. I don't need them in my life. I don't yeah. need them. My world's getting smaller. Yeah. I need a Fiona to come in. You need a donkey. I need a donkey more. Donkey than really donkey, guides the shit. Yo, donkey does more for Shrek than anyone else in that I story. I agree, hundred percent. Because he wouldn't thing, keep going if not for donkey. Donkey is credited as being annoying. An annoying person in your life will help you. Okay. You need someone that's over eager. Do you want me to be more annoying? <laughs> you I mean, don't want me. You don't want this in in, in real in reality. Who, you don't know what I want. You want me to be more annoying. You do have donkey energy. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, with our dynamic, I would have don- donkey energy. You have but much I'm not more, more donkey energy. I'm not as persistent as donkey. You never, uh, <laughs> you never answer me if I want waffles. <laughs> you never throw out waffles. Look, I even got my green shirt on. We're I'm not dressed as like Shrek and donkey today. <laughs> I'm not as persistent. No, donkey's very persistent and a little more annoying. I don't want to be annoying. But maybe I should not you worry about it. You sing just as much as him. I do sing as much. <laughs> you sing just as much as him. I do. You are donkey. I have donkey energy. You do have donkey energy. And yeah. I unfortunately have Shrek energy. Yeah. And hey, we're in the beginning. We're in the we're in the part where Mia turned the movie off right now. We need to get to the good part. I know. You know what? And, and <laughs> this ugly loser. <laughs> I'm surprised she watched the clip. Uh, oh no, that was the, no, old the other one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it. I mean, yeah, we do. Donkey doesn't get enough. Annoying friends that make you do stuff are essential. They stink, but they're essential. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. I'll make you do stuff. They're just—it's good. <laughs> I, I'm gonna regret this. Now he's going. I'm gonna regret <laughs> he's this. He's realizing what I'm he's saying. This. They're good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An annoying friend is great for you. They can be very good if you like them. I like you. Yeah, thank you. Fisher for compliments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're cool. But that's the thing. You need to give Donkey the compliments. I love I love Donkey, yeah. Well, even then I brought it up with her dad, and he's like, What she's like, You didn't like Donkey? He's hilarious. But even and, he but no, pushes she just him. I will say the animation is kind of bad. That's okay. They're they're on this new wave animation. Nah, they, even they, they watch YouTube. The animation on YouTube. Oh, right? you're right. So it's like, almost the same level as yeah, YouTube animation. So I, if anything, they should be comfortable. I d- with yeah, that. I said that to somebody, and they were like, "The animation's bad," and I was like, "You're it is bad because I rewatched it yeah. recently." Yeah. But then we were like, "Maybe you try Shrek 2. He's hot the whole movie." <laughs> but she was just like, "No to Shrek." Shrek 2, which was funny, kind of is just Shrek one. 
in reverse. A in little reverse. bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how about uh, Shrek's hot? And then yeah. he gets ugly. <laughs> but no, it was funny. How was your it's holiday? Good. It's good to be. Um, fine. Fine. Nothing. Nothing really to report on. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, we are very excited to have our sponsors back with us. Sunset Lake CBD. Uh, you know them. You love them. They have so many great products over there. Uh, we are excited to be working with them again. Sunset Lake is a great brand. If you want to check out some CBD, they have so many great products from... Uh, I just used some of the body lotion right before the right before the episode. And the whole room instantly smells like uh, menthol right? Yeah, it smells good. The lotion's nice. It's... I, I literally, as sometimes it, it's so powerful, that beautiful smell. You going to use some now? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm smelling it. I almost thought you were going to put it in your nose. No. Uh, <laughs> it, it's no, like... It's not. Yeah, oh, it's like that thing. Of, oh, if you smell your hand and you're a loser, you have some <laughs> on your nose, bro. Wipe your face. Um, um, Sunset Lake uh, has so many great products. Check out. Uh, they have oils. They got lotions. They got uh, those good vibe gummies. If you're really looking to chill, uh, they're um, really good. Very, very mild uh, for people that aren't experienced in um, partaking in extracurricular activities, uh, which I really enjoy. Also, if you use the promo code LOUD, L-O-U-D, LOUD, you get 20% off your entire purchase. Uh, so if you're looking for some sleep gummies, if you're looking for some lotion, some uh, some rub for some sore muscles, or just getting a little funky with those good vibes, uh, use the promo code LOUD at Sunset Lake CBD to get 20% off your entire purchase. Beautiful. All right, back to the show. Nice. Family was there. I was hoping my parents set up the tree. And I was like, hoping them hold it up, and my pants fell as I was doing it. I've never heard my mom laugh so hard. Cause I'm boxers too. No, 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 no. Just my boxers were up, but my pants fell to my ankles. Uh, and I'm holding, I'm holding the tree with the pants around my ankles, wiggling. That is funny. Wobbling. I like, yeah. And my mom's on the floor laughing at me. That's funny. And I'm like, stop! I gotta do this. Stop! Stop! <laughs> And my dad's making fun of me, and I'm holding the f- freaking tree. That's funny. Yeah. The tree fell. Did did anything get broken? Couple ornaments. Damn. I mean, this is my mom's fault because we had the tree in position, and then she's like, "No, we need to rotate it." Uh So. I mean, they got. That's, they wanted, that's on them. It's perfection. It needs to be to perfection. They need to. Yeah. It would bother her every single night. I mean, they already argue about the position, the tree. Uh, Should, the way they the two of them have to pick a tree out. My dad's so particular. My mom will be like, "Well, sure, that's not the one I want," and that will be said for the rest of the Christmas season. This wasn't the tree my mother wanted, and for the rest of the season, I mean, not the tree I wanted. It's going to be heard all throughout Christmas. Interesting. Yeah, it's incredible. It's. You incredible. think she'll be fishing for people to comment negatively about the tree? Yes. To. The only thing better than a compliment is someone saying something negative about something you hate. Oh, yes. When <laughs> the only thing it feels like I I love a compliment. I think that people really feel accept compliments, but it's a little harder. But you know what people really do know how to accept? You saying something negative about something you feel negative about. The joy that washes over that person and then they'll do this. They'll go Tim, say that again. Well, especially, I was going to say. Say that again. The say that again, you know you're in trouble when someone tells you to say something again. You know you just entered an argument that's been going on for weeks. Well, when you hit a hot topic in a couple's argument, it is very illuminating to the couple. I went to my friend's apartment. Say that. If uh, Say that again, you keep your mouth shut. Yes. You can't, when you hear a say that again, a finger snap, and then, and then like, addressing, Yes. you hide. Because yeah. you just stepped into a, literally an argument for the ages. I know. I went to my friend's apartment. She moved to my neighborhood. And I was going in. I'm like, this is so cute. You have a little outdoor balcony. It's great. I love this neighborhood. And then the boyfriend comes in and he goes, Robbie, keep keep saying this stuff because we and I'm like, you you don't like the apartment. And he's like, thank you. Keep saying keep complimenting the neighborhood. Keep complimenting yes. the apartment. 
Um, and so, then we were talking, and then on the way out, I go to my friend. I'm like, Dana, it's a nice apartment, and this is a good neighborhood. Yeah. You should be happy. <laughs> and he's like, Thank you, Robbie. You but it is know. when you enter a couple's argument, they really are like, just keep to- like they want you to go keep going. They you you pick a side by accident sometimes, especially if you're like she's more my friend, and uh, then it's like, oh, listen to your friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you don't agree yeah. with the person you're closest with in the relationship, then they're like even more overjoyed because it's not he's like I, I didn't tell him to say this but you know what's going to be wild what so you leave you know that they're saying well you know robbie thought that 100 percent. you know that we all love of that. a sudden we love you that. are a talking point in the arguments that they're uh, having i'm a talk this is i've been single for 10 years i've been almost a talking point in all my friends relationships and i also come in with takes <laughs> i also i like to third wheel i have no issues third wheeling that's nice. Do you have issues? I mean, you've third wheeled a lot. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. If you're really close with the couple. Yeah. Um, As a dude, you just need to, I don't know, just be nice nice to them. Yeah. It's some fun. Du- some it's dudes fun to pick a side. to be nice to a, a woman. I know. That's what it is. I, I know. Up, I'm great. I'm, I grew I, up with sisters. I know how to. Same. Yeah. Every, every But even then, because the, we say that a lot, yeah. and I've been thinking about it, it's not. You shouldn't have to grow up with sisters to know how to behave platonically no, around somebody. Yes, of course. It's wild. No, I know. Dudes yeah. don't know how to. No. And I'm like, it's a real tragedy. Sure. <laughs> Guys cannot just behave like, be around a woman without like there's some implication of is, will we won't we hook up? <clears throat> you know what you should assume. Just statistic wise. That most women you interact with, you will not hook up with. 100%. So you should go into every relationship, every interaction with a woman, assuming the majority of what normally happens will happen. It's a, it's just insane to just even like, num- yeah. Like, I'm not even trying to get emotions in here. I'm trying to just say numbers. Yeah. You interact with so many women in your life. Yes. You, you maybe will be romantic with a handful, two handfuls. Yes. Depending on if you live in a major city or not. 100%. So here's the thing. Just go statistics-wise, think that nothing's going to happen. It's wild. It's also like, I don't think these people are able to understand how uncomfortable it is. But like, if every person that you interacted with, guys, people that you're not attracted to at work, like there was some kind of underlying tone of they're trying to hook up with you or like it's transactional in some way. You would you I don't think they understand that. I don't think they've ever been pursued a lot by someone they don't want to hook up with. Yeah. And how they can't really grasp how uncomfortable that is. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine all your guy friends, they're like kinda like, hey, I'm only really doing this because I thought you were gonna suck my dick. Like you wouldn't want that. No, I don't know. I've been in Brooklyn for a couple of- I mean, some people want that. I mean, like, I, think, I that's why I, I you mean, know, the thing is, I never get hit on by guys. So if I get hit on by one guy, I go, ah, but I'm sure that once it's I go, oh, that's fun, you know? Yeah. But I'm sure if it happened all the time, it would be what is happening? You know, not even just guys, just people in general that you're yeah. not trying to hook up with. Yeah. It's just like most of my life is not hooking up. Yeah. Most of most people's life is not hooking up. Yeah. Um, And it's just like, I don't think a lot of people realize that it doesn't need to be that all the time. Well, I think that's people that are um, straight guys. Dry. Although I'm sure it happens in the gay community where it's like, oh, I thought we were friends and they want to hook it up. It probably happens a lot more. But like, definitely. It's, it, it must be so complicated yeah. in the gay community with that stuff. It's def- uh, Yeah, I would imagine. But also less complicated in another way. Yeah. Because it's they all have that like male drive in that way. And there's like not like a threat of safety. Well, the, Yeah, the threat of safety is um, also what just like – Makes it additionally uncomfortable, but yeah. um, yeah, people don't know how to act. Yeah, I think these are people that never. These are people that are yearning for something that they don't receive often, or they only receive that, and that's a problem, you know. And yeah. they act desperately, and they and when you're acting desperately, haste makes waste, and all of a sudden, when your haste is hurting other people, then that matters, you know. Yeah, it definitely comes off desperate. It's also like then you don't have female friendship. Yeah, no. It's nice. You get better. You get good advice. Yeah, they're they're softer. You're able to be kinder. With you talk about more things. Yeah, I guess I grew up. My sister was my friend, obviously, and my sister is more tough than me. 
by a long shot. No, I, I like know. my sister's way more of an alpha than I am. No, I know by a long shot. I know. So I have anything with the softer like, but, um, but even so. But her friends aren't. Matter. Her friends, yeah. Like her friends would be around. Like it was just like, like my best friend across the street. We would all just. It was all hanging out. There was no underlying of like, will you, won't you, hook up. That was never like what we were talking about. I think that you hit a certain age where that does become a thing. Yeah. Also, growing up fat made that easy. I just figured they wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, I guess I figured. I don't know. Yeah. I figured that I just wasn't thinking that either. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, but that's beautiful. Maybe if I, yeah. Maybe if we were getting more attention. You think if we were getting more attention from women at a younger no, age, we would be more toxic? There's a lot of these dudes that did get uh, that didn't get attention that are and toxic. are worse. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think maybe it's a balance of getting the right amount. Yeah. Or maybe just you. I don't know. Having Who knows? We gotta get my mother in. We do. We gotta get. We gotta get. My I know your mother's been in the back of my head a lot recently. No, slow down. Her <laughs> wisdom. Her wisdom. Every other episode, this kid's talking about how much he's thinking about my mother. Your her wisdom. She says wise things. Um, you know, it's kind of. So you're over that. It's something that I I've been having trouble with that I really don't like. When. Every we're. Every person that's been in a relationship, right? They tell their story of how they met. Okay. And we're just supposed to celebrate how they met and that they're together. No matter how toxic the journey it was for them to get together and get married was. I'm supposed to be like, yes, that's an amazing story. Right? So the most cliche one would be, um, he pursued me, pursued me. I said, no, 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 no. And finally I gave in and now we're married, right? So that's like a fun story. Why am I supposed to be happy about something that anyone else, if this behavior did not end with marriage, it would just be a toxic story. This is horrible advice. It's literally horrible advice. How come if the story ends in marriage, we're supposed to be like, wow, that whole toxic journey that you told us about, we're just celebrating. He drug addict would come over to me he was just wildly verbally abusive me couldn't stand him i would throw all his shit on the lawn every other week now married four years <laughs> okay, so yeah what am i supposed to say everyone tells these stories of like i was with his best friend we were cheating on the side he they stayed together for three years as we hooked up she cancer died <laughs> now we're married Right? Why am I supposed to say this is a great story? No, I agree. They tell these like, it's like the more toxic the tale to get to marriage, the more we're supposed to celebrate it. Why? Why? We should just be celebrating stories that are like nice, pleasant stories. Yeah. But here's the thing. They're not a good story. No, they're not a good story. That's why. Because uh, I was like thinking about this. I'm like, why don't we hear, oh, like I think my sister and her, her husband have a nice thing. They met online. They went on a bunch of dates and then they got married. Yes. Not a good story. No. Probably clear communication throughout, clear. staying on the same page. The, Both people not really feeling like we're too far away from the page that we're on. Equal attachment to yes, each other. Closely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supportive. Good. This is you want to teach. you. I think a lot of married couples teach or, single people the wrong thing. They give horrible advice. It's also because they're not doing great. They're like, <laughs> it's. Uh, well, this is what I'm one saying. One of my favorite quotes. Is you're not flying, you're falling with style. That's what these people are doing. They're trying to tell you how to fly, and they're, this is a Toy Story quote. They're trying to teach you that they can fly, and they're not flying. They're falling with style. And it's like you can't give flight advice. I, I think that we need just a nice – to uh, celebrate these nice stories of how relationships because that's what I should be looking for. That's what people should be looking for is these nice relationships. And to make – we need to figure out a way to make the stories more interesting. Of the – Of the kind equals – Yes. And I think what you do is you throw a couple wrenches in that doesn't have to do with you. Okay. Like what? We went. We went out. You make other people the problem. We went out on a date. First date, went to an Italian restaurant. They told us, get out of here. You're never allowed at this place. I stood by his side, and we walked over to McDonald's together. Oh, I see. You make stories. You create stories that the you 
are you two are on the same page. You two on the same page. And then somebody else comes and does something. Someone and it else. makes you stronger. So what makes a story good is uh, uh, overcoming conflict, obstacles. Yes, yeah. And so every story for a couple for them to get married, the conflict is in between. They make the obstacles each other. Yes. What and I think we'll be able to celebrate stories better of people getting together yeah. if the obstacles the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were supposed to go on our first vacation together. We got stuck on the runway for six hours. We ended up staying at a hotel in LaGuardia Airport, and that was... LaGuardia Airport, we ate cheese and crackers, and we never laughed so hard. Yes. Adorable. And cute story. We need to make... When we tell stories of love, I understand what what it takes to say a good story. Yes. You need... Classic storytelling uh, Someone wants something They try They fail They try They fail They try They fail We see if they get What they want Or what they need At the end Right Yes Cool Um, We just need the obstacles To not be each other I would say Yeah But (laughs) every love story Is the obstacles Are each other A lot of times Yeah Or it's boring And then you know What happens These single people Are like Well Francesca and Tim, they got together. Well, they justified. They their got behavior, together yeah. with all those horrible things. Maybe if I do those horrible things, I'll find love. Yeah. Maybe if I do these terrible things, I'll find love. Maybe if I allow these bad things, love will be, love will be on my doorstep. Or you'll just experience ten horrible relationships 100%. and be alone. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. Also, we don't see they're in the middle. It seems like. That they're not in the middle of their story because they got married. But that doesn't mean anything. Anybody can get married. You have $50,000, $100,000. That's not the full picture. Yeah. We don't know if they're fight. We don't know. Well, you don't do you know how about- it's going to end up in 15 years. You don't know what the communication is like. You don't know if they're happy. You truly don't know what's going on behind no. closed doors. There's I- a lot of women, I think, coming out. I saw on Twitter from like the 50s that were just stuck in these relationships. They lived their whole lives in relationships with people they hated. The person hated them. It's just like you had to be married. Yeah. You got married at a young age well, back then, here's and the thing. you back stayed in, the, in it. The fifties, like women couldn't get credit cards. Yeah, which is crazy. So, like, so there was like a whole slew of issues why they had to be like they couldn't get a home. You know what yeah. I mean? They couldn't have jobs that paid them. I mean, this is it's just big issues. Big issues, which is less now. Sure, yeah. Um, but what do you think about this thing where they say that the more expensive your wedding? the more likely you are to get divorced. I was th- I've been thinking about this because I saw somebody spend like $50 million on a wedding or something on TikTok that went viral. And part of me would agree with this 100%. Like, I don't... It's all about the love. Like, it shouldn't be about the show. Like, you're projecting. And I've been on that page for a long time. But then... There is part of me that is kind of like since the beginning of history, weddings were how we showed this elaborate, like these were the big parties that I guess brought the community together. I guess it was more the kings showing like their divine, they're like trying to flex on the the regular townspeople and be like, be excited for us. You know nothing about weddings. <laughs> I love that you're just talking out of your ass. I was trying to see Did you do the any point research about what? Weddings. Or you're, this is just speculation. Off the dome. This is all off the dome. A little bit of Game of Thrones. This is a make-believe. <laughs> uh, yeah, no research. Zero research. Yeah, yeah. But like the royal weddings, weren't they like... I mean, everyone would probably be better off. <laughs> so we're talking about price of weddings, and your example are Game of Thrones and the royal wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so go ahead. I, I mean, I've always been team. I don't want to. I've been team. Let's get married in the state house and just throw a nice party with, for our friends. I'm not like I need an elaborate wedding. I think it is like a waste of money. <laughs> um, it's about the relationship between the two people. I think that. I think that when someone spends a lot of money on their wedding, that's one person that had an idea of a wedding, and then a person was like, "Great, I found the florist, I found the caterer, and now I found the groom." You are just one uh. of the elements <laughs> to the perfect wedding. And that doesn't mean that you're a great person to be in that wedding, right? There and are a lot of people that do that. It's they found, okay, great. Oh, my God. I found the perfect venue. Oh, my God. I found the perfect band. Oh, my God. I found the perfect man. Yes, we're excited for all of them. But here's the thing. The band goes home. You stay with the group. And that's when you realize, wow, the wedding's over. 
And now, not only not only am I stuck with this cake in my freezer for a year that I have to eat, but there's a man that snores it next to me. Yeah. There's a man that leaves a little shit stains on yeah. the toilet bowl. And he'll he could provide for kids. I mean, there's a lot of people that just get married for they check boxes. And it's a checkbox I, husband, and it's like I think that like yeah, it's people have this idea of a perfect wedding. I think less and less now, a yes. little bit, especially people getting more non-traditional. I, yeah, especially for COVID too. Yeah, yeah. COVID did wonders for weddings. I agree. COVID was the best thing that could ever happen for a wedding. Yes. Because now people are just like older boomers are now just okay with people having small weddings, which is good because those those are the people that it's like we need a grand hall, we need you in a pumpkin carriage, you know, right? Yeah. It's the whole kit and caboodle. You need all the relatives there. We don't need all the relatives there anymore. Extended second cousins. If I don't see you on the regular, you don't come to the wedding. No. You don't come to... There's, my parents get a couple of cards, you know? They'll get a couple of, okay, I'll, I'll let that one slide. Yes. But less and less they're getting. Less my parents are getting and less, less and less, less influence. And less, which is beautiful. Yeah. But I do think that there is a correlation between how... Also, you have to realize, also think... How much that person makes. It should be a correlation between yes, yes, yes. their income or their parents' income because a lot of parents pay for weddings, right? Versus how much they spend. It should be like more of a sorry to poo-poo the study, but we should be doing a ratio yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. just a number. You can feel the love at a wedding. You can feel how in love they are. I could, I've gone to weddings where I don't even know the bride and groom because as a plus one. I was able to do the math. And you could do the math. It's pretty easy. Oh, you were there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Almost, you <laughs> sold that line like it was a riddle. So get this. Sebastian, listen to this yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me. I'm at a wedding. I'm at a wedding. I don't know the broom. Don't know the bride. Don't know the groom. How did I get there? <laughs> <laughs> um, you sold it like I was yeah, like. Yeah, Wait, go, go ahead. Tell me, tell me that again. I went to I've been to a wedding uh-huh. where I don't even know the bride or groom. <gasps> what? How were you there? I was a plus one. Oh! I was able to of figure course, it out. Of course. And I was still course, able to figure out. A plus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the plus one. Yeah. Wow, good for you. No, yeah, but I just think that I think that we should make love stories like toxic. We never uh, let's be nice, you know? Let's celebrate niceness. Hopefully it's boring. The most beautiful loves are the most boring loves. Yeah. You don't want to argue. I don't want to argue. I want to communicate well. If I'm in a real relationship, like, I want to be communicating well, speak nicely to each other. Life is support. Yeah, yeah. They should be your best friend. Yes. Right? They should become your best friend. You're not like... But here's the thing. The The Shrek and Fiona, they had obstacles. I think their obstacles were more... I mean, it was... It was poor communication. A lot of movies, if the communication is off, that's what happened. Romeo yeah. and Juliet, if they would have communicated at the right time, they both, both lived. They both lived. A lot of movies, I you're like, Ro- I just, you should just tell her. Like, but that's like a big thing. trope in, in rom coms. It's like, just tell her. Romeo, bail. Romeo and Juliet does a good job with theirs because they're not the obstacles with each other. No. Everyone else is the obstacle. That's why it's such a beautiful love story. And for the most part, in Shrek, the, I would say the greater obstacles are the external ones. Yeah, but when anyone tells us a love story in real life, it's always usually it's the two people. It's the two people. It's very rarely well, he wasn't, the other. He way. wasn't ready to settle down. He wants to go fuck forty more people. That's wild. Hey, that people say that. What What do you think happens? Thirty nine, forty. Oh, finally, finally, I'll allow myself know. to have love. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I do think that if you don't have sex with enough people, it might be hard to settle down. That's something that you could look back on and be like, I wish I hooked up with a few more people. If you it's just like don't want two. that person to get that like later in life. Yes. It's just like, are you good? Make sure that's all oh, about communication. I want someone to be good. Yeah, you want everyone to be good. You don't want somebody to feel like they weren't able to, to live their life or like you restricted them in any way. Like you want to be on the same team. I do not want to be forced into an ethical non-monogamous relationship later in later life. Later in life, no. Later in life, ENMs might be that's one divorce. of my biggest fear. That would be your divorce. No, that's not divorce. You wouldn't That's do worse it? than divorce. No, I'm saying you would just get divorced. You wouldn't accept it. You don't know me. That's true. Honestly, if I was in love enough, I would struggle through it. And that's scary to me. That is scary. The, to, 
for me, if you find out years from that now I'm married in a non-monogamous relationship. I'll have to become the annoying friend. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just can't. I don't think I could be happy in that. Probably not. And that can't be my first choice. No. You can't. Don't do it. I would say you have that combo before. And it's hard because you want people to grow. And if they need that. I think it's just not. But you need to grow, too. You need to feel okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to feel okay. That's what it is about. Yeah. I do think people. You can't sacrifice it all for that person. I really feel bad. I've, it's hard for people that start together as monogamous and then end up non-monogamous. I like really wonder that journey. Yeah, I think one person is probably unhappy. A24, make it. Make it, write it. You make it. Web, I don't have any history Webisodes. With that. <laughs> it's fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's fiction. I you could write fiction. No, but you need to know some reality yeah, and yeah. truth behind that. I don't know any truth behind that. Um, but, I mean, I, what I was going to say, you want the person to be your best friend. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you're ever talking about your best friend in that way. Nah. Of like we fight all the time You know what I mean Like I didn't We weren't gonna be friends And then I just bothered him Every day at work And I was like Bro let's get a beer Let's get a beer And then finally after two years I got a beer with this guy And now we're buddies And now we You know what I mean Like yeah. That doesn't happen No No that doesn't happen It's just when When it comes to that With love I but, also I have this Theory too What That in a relationship there, There's two people In this relationship In every relationship There's these two people the person that uses their notes app to prepare a text and send it, and the person that will just send seven sentences in a row as individual text. One that's thoughtful and planned out, and the other one that's just shooting from the gut. <laughs> I think this, and this, and this, and this. And the other one takes three minutes to respond, and they hit you with a paragraph. Yeah. There's those two Which people. one are you? <laughs> Look at me. I, I have no impulse control. I'm going boom, boom. Uh, I'm hitting. Sometimes you'll get from me in a text. I'll say something, and then the next text will just say and, and then it'll just be a, a, one text for the word and. I do that. And sometimes. then I'll do another one. But sometimes I've written texts in the notes app, of course, many times. To prepare a text means something serious is about to happen. I've done it a lot of times, slept on it, wrote it in the notes app, slept on it, week slept on it. Sometimes just writing it out is therapeutic, and then you don't even send it. That's nice. And then you get rid of it. That's good. And then you read back. You're like, thank God I didn't send it, which is growth. You need to – you you need – I've learned to sleep on things a little bit more. That's good. As I've gotten older. But there are people that prepare texts. Which I do sometimes. But then I also send 15 texts in about 12 seconds. Well, here's the thing. Rapid fire. A prepared text is usually followed by rapid fire, which then is usually uh, followed well, that's by what rapid it is. fire. It and is a prepared text initiates a rapid fire session. Yes. <laughs> because if someone. Because it's juicy. There should be. Yes, because something serious just happened. Yes. A prepared text means it it's almost should have been a. It definitely should have been a phone call. Probably a phone call. P more formal preferably, than email. You know? Yeah. Preferably in person. Yes. In per a prepared text should not be a text at all. But they'll send a prepared text. And when you get a prepared text. At the end of it, it should say, and take your time to respond to this. I always say that. Take your time to respond to this. Yes. Because what you're met with the prepared text, something so thoughtful, something that someone puts so much energy behind, is just 12 gut reactions. Yeah. yeah. Just 12 individual, individual gut reactions. The person will go back on what they say. They'll go, oh, fuck. Uh, no, never mind. No, I'm okay with that. You know, like they'll yeah. go back. You'll see them processing from the individual bullet point texts. I know. The worst is when they just respond to the one mistake or negative. They extract the one way that they could turn it negative. It's like, did you just read the whole thing? And well, that's what you're taking away from this? Because they, they're protecting themselves. Yeah. They're just. They're, that's, an, that's an answer in itself. Well, I've also learned attacked. that. Yeah. I think. You just have to. I mean, it depends what this text is. One hundred percent. Sometimes you want you want to attack some. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you want to be like, "Where? Listen to me. I'm saying these things so we can figure it out together." Yes. 
We, Hopefully that is the case. I mean, who knows? But, but sometimes it shouldn't be. Yeah. Sometimes it should be. I, uh, you need to hear a couple hard things. Yeah. You know what? I made that shrimp scampi and you fucking ate it from the fridge. I've been saving that all week. I've been counting my calories, waiting for that damn fucking shrimp scampi. And by the way, your toes are weird. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you talk about my physical I mean, appearance? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a wild text to create in the notes app. <laughs> The shrimp scampi. The shrimp scampi toes weird text. We be having. I gotta get the right sentence structure. I can't repeat words. I don't want to sound dumb. I just want to make yeah. sure I communicate my thoughts clearly about yeah. shrimp scampi. Yeah. Um. No, I think a lot of times it's good to be like, "What do you want out of this combo?" I think a lot of people combo. don't want. They don't know what the goal is, and it's like, "What do you want in the situation?" And let's work towards that. Texts are so bad for that. That is true. I think just texts are so bad. Even phone calls are hard. Yeah, in person is definitely the easiest. It's you can feel a person a lot differently. And people are more honest and they're not, I think, it but removes the layer of removal from it. So some people also need that. They get influenced by, like, people pleasers might do better via text. That's true. So it's in person. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, harder to say no in what, person. You never know what someone's going through. I'll tell you something, right? I was driving this weekend, and this person in front of me was driving so slow, and they went to make a left-hand turn, and they literally were going so slow to make this left-hand turn, and I was getting frustrated. And on their back windshield, it says, please be patient, new driver. And as soon as I saw that, I was patient. Because I go, I know what it's like to be a new driver. I know what it's like to, to take a turn slow because I'm not sure how to do it yet. And it was amazing to me how quickly I went from frustrated to patient. And I just wish people had signs that they could put on their back. Please be patient. Going through a breakup. Please be patient. Didn't have coffee yet. Just a please be patient sign and you describing the scenario that you're going through right now, I think would solve so many problems in the world. I I would agree with you. I also, just, I kind of just assumed since COVID that everybody has one of those stickers. Yeah. But, but. Sometimes they do something that annoys you and you don't allow it, you know? Yeah. I try to have patience. Please be patient and then give the reason why. Yeah. I could I could be so okay with someone because I'll relate to them. There's that ounce of vulnerability to put that on, on your bumper sticker. Uh, it, it's to the, actually put it out there yes. really makes you empathetic towards them. It's the exact opposite of Calvin pissing on someone. Pissing uh, 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 yes. on the Patriots side. Yes, yes. I'll honk my horn all day at someone who has a bumper sticker like that. Yeah. <laughs> but someone has a please be patient sign, I am so open to that because it does not feel good. Now, here's something toxic. I've been thinking about putting one on the back of my bumper sticker so people are just more okay with my driving. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to put new driver, but, <laughs> but please be patient. Please be patient. Yeah. Going through a hard time. Please be patient, trying my best. Please be patient, trying my best. Yeah, I, I try to give everybody that benefit of the doubt. Some people are so rude that it's hard to, but I think you're good with that. Yeah, and that's Where you're like, you don't know what they're going through. Oh, uh, sometimes, yeah. You'll say that. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I was reminded of that. This yeah, weekend. yeah, yeah. I think that's good. It is good. Before I rash judgment. I mean, yeah, I work in a place where it's like a lot of people telling you what I'm checking people into a pool. What to do? For the most part, yeah. And not everyone is. Everyone has their own things that they come into it with. Everyone, I mean, and yeah, you need to be like, maybe they're going through a t uh, having a day. Sometimes you need to remind yourself they might be having a day, and that's the best way for me to get through my day. If someone is rude to me, I will give them the saddest backstory that you've ever heard. Oh, really? In order to be kind. In order to be kind, I'll be like. Yeah. The dog probably just died. Or, yeah, exactly. Or, like, they just probably just got divorced and their wife took the kids. Go ahead. You could go in front of yeah, me. Yeah, you could scream at me. Yeah. That's kind of how I have been operating. <laughs> but I'll just give them, like, the saddest backstory. Yeah. <laughs> just if here's, It is literally a great anger ta uh, management tactic. If someone's mean to you, just be like, wow, they're... Their life must be miserable. That's how I think. And then paint I agree. the story in your head. Yeah, just make it real sad. Make it so really sad. Really tragic. So sad, right? Yeah. They are Scrooge, except Tiny Tim dies and they never saw the ghosts. No, exactly. Right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. I think that's good. I think it's good to assign that to people no matter what. Because then it helps you move through your day. And I need help. Yeah. Because I need to, we all need to get through. Speaking of sad stories, I have a sad story that from Thanksgiving that I want to tell you. But we'll do it. I'll tell you on the Patreon. It's sweet, but it's sad. Okay. Um, we're going to record the Patreon. All right. Cool. Um, we'll end this, and we're going to go into that. Beautiful. Uh, everyone out there, thanks for listening. Um, go, please uh, check out the YouTube comments on the videos. We love getting those comments. It's nice, the YouTube, because we get to hear more what you think about the episode. Um, yeah, we really appreciate the comments. The last video had more comments. Please keep commenting. Uh, um, we you- read every comment. Yeah, we do. If you want to uh, buy a beanie, we have uh, Loud About Nothing beanies for sale. Um, the link is in our bio. So if you want to check that out, we'll be shipping those out. Um, also, thank you for sharing the clips and thank you for just sticking around with us. We really appreciate that. Uh, we're about to start doing some more holiday uh, content here. We're going to be doing a holiday call-in episode. So if you want to call in, if you have questions about our holidays, if you have thoughts about your holidays, stories from past holidays, call in 929-900-6393. Uh, so call in and we will be taking a call-in episode based on the holidays, which we're very excited to hear about people's cheer, whatever holiday you celebrate, uh, just about this season um, that's around us right now. Yeah. I'm have, I have a holiday party coming up. So if you have any stories about holiday parties or questions or tips, that's let it. me know. I've, I've been wearing my uh, – I wore my beanie to work. And one of the, they were hyping me up. They're like, oh, you got merch? This is sick. Like, the kids at the job are awesome. The one kid's going, man, we don't hug enough. I hugged my the kid I work with. We're all doing hugs at work. They're hyping up my beanie. We're going. We're planning our holiday party trip together. This, this is it. You got me and my young. I mean, they're not. They're like five, six years younger than me. Uh, we all work at the the, the gym together. They're very supportive. There we it's go. It's kind of it's it's uh it's endearing I how supportive that. they are. Um, but yeah, please support the beanies. They're sick. The youth, the New York City youth thinks the beanies are cool. I love and, it. Uh, yeah, call in 929-900-6393. We're excited to do a holiday episode. All right, Robbie, hit the music. <laughs>